We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. It's just 5 of 18 from the field here in the fourth quarter. Just 17 points. Reggie Bullock, three-pointer, and that'll do it. Knicks dropped their third straight. Miss a disappointing loss as Knicks didn't have that that usual zip to them that we've seen. Jamal Mosley gets the win, filling in for Rick Carlisle. Luka Doncic has a big fourth quarter, and Dallas wins their third in a row to go five games over 500. All right. Well, that sucked. Um... Knicks lose by a final of 99 to 86. Um, I've been thinking about how to talk about this one for the last few minutes. Um, disappointing win or disappointing loss. <laughs> My subconscious is telling, telling me what I want to hear. Um, disappointing loss, frustrating loss, annoying loss. Upsetting loss um, for a lot of reasons. Um, I can't be angry at this loss, though. can't be angry at this loss, though. I don't, you know, when you're, I mean, I don't know where else there is to start other than, you know, it's just, just, it's just read the lines. Uh, Julius Randle, five for 20. Uh, R.J. Barrett, 3 for 11. Derek Rose, 1 for 10. Emmanuel quickly, 2 for 9. That's your game. That's your game. Um, when you're when you're four, well, four of your five most talented offensive players, because Alec Burks is certainly in that conversation. Uh, when four of your five most talented offensive players go, um, you know, shoot whatever the fuck they shot, 20, 15 percent from the field um you're not gonna win um against any team in the nba let alone uh, a really good one and the Mavs are a really good team um they didn't really play like it tonight i didn't think the Mavs played particularly well i thought um luca was fine it, for luca's standards 
Um, I thought Jalen Brunson. I mean, Jalen Brunson, man, I we're still a year and a half away from when he hits free agency, but shit, we 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 talk round and round in circles about where is the Knicks answer at point guard? Um <laughs> wouldn't it be something if uh down the line the biggest critique we had of the KP trade um, is that they couldn't get Jalen. I mean, at this point, you know, you would you would easily give up the 2023 uh, first rounder for Jalen Brunson. Fuck, you'd give up you give up this year's first rounder for uh, Mavs pick for Jalen Brunson um, in a in a heartbeat. Um, he's really good. This wasn't an anomaly tonight. He's uh, one of the best shooting guards in the league. He, he's incredible. Um, but other than him and Doncic and, you know, Hardaway had a couple shots, like nobody on the Mavs played well. Obviously, KP didn't play well. Um, Stevens Guillaume with our, our first comment in the Super Chat. Uh, nobody had it tonight. Is this the beginning of a free fall? It's time to expand the rotation. I mean, what time, free fall, you know, I, 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 I'm loath to say anything um, – about any of the beat writers who all do amazing work and I have great respect for them all, but I, I, I will, I will push back a little bit on a tweet that, uh, you know, Steph uh, Bondi sent a few minutes ago saying that, you know, Randall, I mean, you can't, you can't have a worse game than Julius Randall had tonight. That is this the beginning of him? You know, is this him tiring? I think to assume that this is him tiring is a bit much. He's had, you know, he's had two bad games or whatever. He's had three bad games, whatever it is. I mean, guys go through slumps. Uh, sometimes they last a week. Sometimes they last multiple weeks. I'm not about to say that this is the beginning of a free fall. I'm not about to me. You worry about a free fall when you have a, a team that shows up and doesn't compete and doesn't play with effort. Um, the Knicks. Even the other night against Minnesota, as much of a dog shit performance as that was, and that was just dog shit heaped on on top of piles of dog shit. Um, you know they tried hard. They didn't they didn't play without effort. Tonight, I mean, you don't hold a team like Dallas to ninety nine points, and God knows the Knicks were competing at the defensive end. I know there were a couple of possessions late there where they kind of let go of the rope, but for the most part, this was a, a good defensive performance by the Knicks. You can't. Can't stop Luka Doncic from banking in fucking threes. I mean, the, the guy's you know, as talented as any player in basketball. Um, they competed tonight. And, like, I, I know, you know, uh, Breen and, and Clyde were talking about the ball wasn't moving or, or there wasn't a lot of verve to – yes, the, the there was no verve to the Knicks offense, to use my, my oft-used term. Um and what did they end up with tonight? I would be shocked if they ended up with 15 assists. They ended up with 18 assists. Okay. So. Um, it's really tough to have an offense that's fluid and, like, you know, stuff's happening um, when nobody can hit a shot. And nobody can hit a shot tonight. So, you know, off, good offense comes from when guys – draw doubles or draw the attention of the defense generally and then make the proper pass. And I think at, at one point tonight, they were trying to do that tonight, you know, and even in the second half, they were trying to do that. But when no one's hitting a shot and the Mavs are just playing really good one-on-one -on -one defense and the Knicks aren't, can't do anything with it because their best players can't hit the far side of a barn. I don't know, 
you know, I don't know what you're what you're supposed to do. Um, another comment in the super chat here from Chad Cohen. Randall clearly has sucked since he changed his hair. Clearly the primary issue. I mean, I don't know what it is. I mean, in terms of expanding the rotation to I mean, he played 10 guys tonight. You know, he played 10 guys. Um we'll we'll talk about some of the guys who did not get minutes and and it's it's funny. Sometimes I come on here after after wins even, and I I I have people like with their you know pitchforks and 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 uh, you know rakes and and things uh, ready to scold Tibbs for things he did or didn't do tonight. You look at what he did, and it's it's really for me. Maybe I'm missing something. And and look, I sometimes don't see the game in the in the way that other people see it. I didn't think Tibbs did anything overtly wrong tonight. I mean, Burks was the one guy who had it going. He played Burks 29 minutes. You want to tell me he should have played Burks more? Fine. I mean, you want to say that, like, Alfred Payton played 13 minutes and 46 seconds too many? I'm not going to disagree with you there. You know, but I I thought um, we did a halftime Zoom, and uh, I mentioned uh, Payton played six minutes or whatever. We're going to talk about Obi. I just I feel like I have to talk about the game first. I feel like this was such a big game and and we we built this up as like we needed this game and it was a huge game. I feel like for me not to honor the game first before talking about the good thing would be disingenuous. So let me just finish up on the game and then we'll talk about Obi cuz I'm excited about Obi too. Um uh anyway, yeah, he, Obi or uh oh, Peyton played six minutes and changed in the first half, and someone was like, six minutes too many. Like, yeah, sure, of course. We're ready to be done with Peyton. But I, to me, if, if you're looking for signs of, of, of growth from Tibbs and, and his decision-making, um, him only playing Alfred Payton 13 minutes tonight I thought was a, a good sign. Um, so, you know, other other minute um, – yeah, Evan, Evan Janishin – God damn, I love Brunson on the Knicks. I mean, Jalen Brunson is, you know, he's 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 in the process of playing himself into the Fred Van Fleet contract. And, uh, you know, I don't know what Dallas's plans are for Jalen Brunson. They could sign him to an extension this offseason if they want him to. They're limited in in terms of how many dollars they could sign him to because of uh, how cheap he signed for. So I don't think he's going to sign an extension this offseason. I think he's going to enter free agency a year from now. Like, talk about a guy that, you know, boy, you open up the checkbook for. Um, uh, a couple other comments here. Emil Baumansor. This game hurts because it felt so winnable. With our shooting struggles, we were only down three in the fourth. It is what it is. They they shoot decent. They, we win. Yeah, it, it's It's weird. There's games that feel winnable when the Knicks don't make the plays that they need to make to win. And then there's games that feel winnable that are frustrating because you're like, oh, my God, if they could have just hit a fucking shot, just give me one fucking shot that goes down. And um, but even then, it's like it's just they felt like they weren't close. It's just so frustrating, you know, but again, it's frustrating and I'm not not upsetting or maddening it's the small difference uh stevens game were a true point guard and shot creator away from being a top team in the east I, I don't disagree with that i've said i've alluded to this earlier this year um you put chris paul on his team you put 
you know, I don't know, name name your point guard. Damien, Damon Stoudemire on this team, uh, 10 other guys. You know, they're a 45-50 win team um, in an 82-game season. This year, they're a whatever, they're a four seed. Uh, Justin Richards, when is it on Tibbs that we haven't figured out a zone all season? I mean, here's the thing. To figure out the zone, you have to have guys who can make shots. And they they faced the zone against Miami, or was it? No, it wasn't against Miami. It was the it was the game before Miami, um, uh, Milwaukee, and they took forty four threes. Like that's how you defeat a zone. You shoot a shit ton of threes. Tonight they shot thirty eight threes, and they made twelve of them. They shot thirty one point six percent from three. I thought Dallas guarded the line pretty well, even playing in a zone. Um, they tried to pass it into the paint. You know, the, the guy who's going to be right there, they had looks at the rim. They just, like, they were just bad tonight. They, they, there's times when I feel like it's on Tibbs that he does not do a good enough job coaching them out of the zone, but it's not like you want to tell me we should have seen more Kevin Knox to get them out of the zone tonight. But then it gets back to, they gave up. 99 points to a Dallas team that's averaging, I don't know how many fucking points they're averaging. There's a lot more than 99 points. Like, it's a give and a take. There's no easy choices here. Um, it's a valid critique. It's a valid critique. But uh, to me, I'm not. that's not going to keep me up tonight. Um, C.T. Pittman, I'll start being concerned if we lose to Detroit tomorrow because we got the Knicks and the, and the Celtics after that. Here's what I'm going to say. Next game, after how tired they looked at the end, because they did look tired at the end of this one tonight. I mean, next next game, you want to talk about Armageddon time? If they, I mean, look, and and again, this is all relative, right? I just want to acknowledge this is all relative. This team is not winning the championship this this year. This team is not winning a playoff series this year. This team, this is all about getting the mindset right, establishing the culture, entering this offseason feeling good, feeling positive about where things are headed as a franchise. And you we're, we're, we're like, if you wanted to make the argument to me that we're already there, I'm not going to hear you because I think they need to still get there and like maybe have a good showing in the play-in or whatever. But you want to talk about a lot of those feel-good vibes going right out the fucking window? Lose to Detroit and then lose to Brooklyn and lose to Boston. And then there's your six-game losing streak, and then all of a sudden you're ninth or tenth in the East, and you're 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 in a different conversation. So I do think Detroit tomorrow is just an absolutely massive game. And here's the thing: here's the positive. And now I'm going to get to Obi pretty soon. Um, I'm going to acknowledge a couple more comments in the super chat. Then I'm going to get to Obi. Here's the thing: they have not let go of the rope. It's not like you're seeing the Knicks come out and like give up on defense or not try to play the right way. It's just they've hit a rough patch. And given their 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 talent and their personnel, you kind of look at it and you'll be like, all right, I could excuse it. The last game, you want to put the last game on Tibbs and Elf, that's fine. I wrote about it today. I put it on them. Um, but I'm not I'm not totally worried yet because I'm not seeing the signs of a team that has like given up. So you know, I'm right. I'm like, but but this game is huge. This game is massive. Bad Eyesight says, I do think we should try Randall out the five. Yeah, no, that's a good, great comment, uh, Bad Eyesight. Try Randall out at the five, maybe sneak rock, knocks into the rotation to spread the floor We can't if we can't beat the zone. You know, obviously you're giving up a lot on defense if you try Randall at the five because he just offers zero deterrent at the rim. 
is that something worth trying out for five minutes a game? Yeah, that might be worth trying out. Sure, absolutely. I think that's a that's a good comment. Um, make sure I I get to everything else here. Michael Aaron, what's up, Michael? How are you, buddy? Um, we were supposed to win 22 games this season. Yeah, the last few games have been frustrating, but please put the pitchforks away, guys. Randall is an all-star. RJ's made strides. The sky isn't falling. Yeah, like RJ going through a rough stretch right now. Randall going through a rough stretch right now. Quickly even going through a rough stretch right now. Like, it's okay. It just sucks that it's all happening at once. Um, you want to see how they respond to it. So, um, overall, this season is going to end on a positive note. It's just a matter of, like, does it end on this like super, super positive note that we were all like most fun Nick team that we've seen maybe all decade or all century or in the last 20 years? Or is it just going to be like, all right, we've made a step. Like which kind of positive is it going to be? That's where where I'm at right now. So um, good comment, though. Um, Anthony Six, though. These last few losses felt like a reminder that this team's success was always a balancing out with little margin for error. Absolutely. The slimmest, slimmest margins of error. What do you think a bounce back will look like for the team with some tough games ahead? You know, this is going to sound trivial and um, and and trite and not very sophisticated. I think a bounce back is going to look like making some shots. Just make some shots. Um, I, I thought Randall... I didn't I didn't hate any of the shots Randall took tonight. I thought he was just terrible. But I thought he took the right shots. I, I think um you know RJ, he he's hit it, this is I think can we now call this a little bit of a mini slump again? This is now three games. You know, an RJ bounce back would be nice. Um you know, quickly getting back to what quickly was doing earlier in the season. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what what there is. Um just just make some more shots you know, win some of these games. Sorry. That's, that's really not sophisticated. Um, we're getting to Obi. I just want to make sure I get all the other super chat comments. Um, James Lee, uh, today's game reminded me of the Fisdale era. I don't know about that. I, I politely disagree with that. They came out and they played with no sense of purpose and oftentimes no effort and no, certainly no plan. Like they had a plan. You don't, you don't hold Dallas to 99 points without a plan. And they executed that plan on defense. And I thought for the most part, they kind of had a plan on offense. They just couldn't do anything. So respectfully disagree there. Um, overratedness. Um, Randall has had more than two bad games. He's settling for a lot of jumpers in isolation. He was driving and kicking a lot more in the first half. Yeah, but he's been making tough shots all year long. Um, because his making tough shots is how he draws those doubles. And he also drove it a lot tonight. He just, again, he wasn't hitting the shots. And he had, what did he have? He had eight assists, I think, or eight, seven assists. Eleven assists. Shit, yeah. So, I again, I can't, I, I again, I understand we're all frustrated, but it's tough for me to be like, oh, all of a sudden Randall's like playing a different caliber of game. Man, had 11 assists. C.T. Pittman, I at least want us to get the 30 wins this season. To me, for me right now, personally, I would sign off on, on like 33, 30, 32, 33, 34. 34, I definitely sign off on um, and, and then go from there. Uh, so I'm getting to OB. I, I'm sorry. I just want to make sure I get everybody from the Super Chat. And I don't miss anybody. Uh, Blarange Tears, bro, where's the front office? Um, I, I don't know where, what, what do you want? 
the front office to do? Where's the buyout candidate that was going to rescue us? Like, again, to me, this front office, they're not so stupid that they didn't think this was coming. I respect their restraint by not giving up the Detroit pick and a future second for Evan Fournier. Because as I've said in the past, or, or whatever trade you wanted them to make, Evan Fournier doesn't materially make it. Like, do you think Evan, if Evan Fournier was on this team tonight, they win this game? They don't win this game tonight. They don't win any like any material game, for, or, or whoever. I'm just using him as, as an example. I actually respect the front office for realizing, like, hey, this season's been fucking gravy. We're not going to compromise the future for, for short-term success, because that's what a lot of front offices in the past have done. So, again, I, I, I get tonight is so frustrating. I'm frustrated, too. This fucking sucks. I was watching this game for the first 15 minutes. I literally had chills because I wanted this game so bad. It's horrible. But, you know, let's stay focused on the prize here. Uh, Michael Aaron with another comment. Thank you again, Michael. Another quick thing to remember, guys, we fought injuries all season, and now RJ and Randall have some ticky-tack injuries, and Mitch is in here. Absolutely. It's a really good comment. Um, and they're still not fully healthy. They're missing their starting set. You don't think Mitch would have made a difference tonight? Absolutely. I think he would have. Um, what else we got here that I miss? Um, Mood wins us this game. I don't know who Mood was. Um, no, but seriously, oh, Moody, <laughs> but seriously, bad game overall, tough start to April. I believe the bounce back tomorrow. I hope so. I'm, I'm here for the bounce back. Stevens Giamme, man, you talk about MVP tonight. Thank you so much. Really. I don't, um, I don't know that I can express on behalf of myself and, and, um, the whole KFS team, how much, uh, everything you guys contribute means so much to us because we, we do try to make this as good as possible. Um, despite the fact that you, you guys may agree with uh, or disagree vehemently with some of my comments. Just want to send this in before the live ended. I, I won't be on here tomorrow. I got a gig. Um, have a great gig and happy Easter to you as well, Stevens. Really appreciate it. Um, thank you. Um, go see Stevens. Stevens, can you put in the in the chat where your gig is? Maybe people can go see you um, or or DM me um, if you have Twitter. Wixel Metellus. In retrospect, with Frank and Knox being out of the rotation, um, is the a trade we should have looked at more than could have helped us now. To me, I'm looking the other way. I'm looking at, like, when is the time to start looking at potentially getting Frank and and Knox back in the rotation? That's because I don't think Frank or Knox would have gotten them anything materially difference-making at the trade deadline. So I'm at the point now where it's like, okay, Tibbs, you played Alfred Payton 13 – what did I say before? 13 minutes, 46 seconds a night? Clearly, you are acknowledging it ain't working. Maybe it's time. I know you're in a playoff race. I know you still have a chance of getting, you know, in the six seed or whatever. When is it time to turn the corner and say, hey, Elf's not part of this future? Um, we know that. Maybe let's start Rose. Let's have quickly and Frank and Knox and Obi off the bench. Um, the problem is there's one too many pieces, so it's tough to get Frank and Knox in there because I, I I don't want to bench Reggie. I don't want to bench Burks. I don't want to I don't want to bench those guys because um, they help you win games. Alfred, at least you look at what he's doing, and he's not helping. You know, you know, me undies. Love you, me undies, but 
Sorry. Um, James Lee, do you think the emergence of Randall suppressed Toppin more? All right, let's talk about uh, Obi Toppin. Actually, last uh, Super Chat. You're not going to win games shooting 36% from the field. This is from Zach Porknoy. Uh, love the content. Keep up the great work, guys. Thank you so much. All right, let's talk about Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin came out during the preseason, and he struggled a little bit from the field, but he showed us some nice defense. He showed us some great passing. And I think it's really tough to remember because it's it's been like two, no, three weeks of like literally nothing from Obi Toppin. It's been like three weeks of nothing. That it's tough to remember, but we saw signs from this guy for the first two months of the season. Like I, I remember I'd be doing the newsletter and I'd be like, oh, I got to get that Obi Toppin play in there. And it was, you know, it, it may be only, it may have been only one or two plays a night, but he was playing 12, 13, 14, 15 minutes. And, and you felt like, okay, it's in there. It's in there somewhere. It's, we have to squint. You have to put on the, the blue and orange, you know, colored glasses to see it. But it's in there. We saw it. And then the last like three weeks happened. And, um, it was all of a sudden, um, you know, it went away. I'm just looking at, um, okay, um, um, and and it went away, and we forgot that I forgot it, and I, I I started to to fall into the trap of like shit. Did we take a guy who's like not an NBA player, and tonight reminded you this guy's he's an NBA player. If you if you give him time to feel a little bit more comfortable. If you allow him to be a little bit more assertive, if he allows himself to be more assertive, not us allow him, he needs to allow himself to be more assertive. And you put him in situations where, hey, um, he could sneak in for putback dunks and things and like make tough shots. Like the, the thing that I keep coming back to all year long with Obi Toppin is that the stuff that he has done. I know it's 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 like 10% of what we've seen from Halliburton and whatever, but the stuff that he has done, you can't teach that stuff. Now, there's been a lot of guys that have come through the NBA and have done stuff that you can't quote unquote can't, can't teach. And they're not NBA players or they're NBA, you know, 10th man, 10th man. So, but so Obi doing that stuff doesn't mean that he's a, a certain level of player, but you have to feel good about the fact that he, the work ethic by all accounts is there. He is a good, a good kid that's there. So when you see the stuff on the court that he does, that can't be taught. And when, and when you, when he's able to play minutes where he's not getting played off the court on defense. And I think for the most part, he's shown us this season that on defense, at least he's a playable NBA player, not a good defensive player, but a playable defensive player. You put all that together and 49 games into his rookie season with the moments that we got tonight. And my God, can I just say, um, my, my wife came, my wife was upstairs um, putting our older daughter to bed because she still has trouble falling asleep on her own. And she came down, I was with the, 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 the baby and she's like, I haven't, I haven't heard you. I haven't heard you like that all year. And it wasn't just like one scream. It was like a yelp. And it was like four yelps. It was all, it was yelping. She's like, it's, it sounded like you were having an orgasm. 
To which I responded, that's unsettling. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For you and for me. Um, but... When Obi Toppin does things like Obi Toppin did tonight, um, you make noises. And those noises sound like all kinds of shit. So that's what I'm going to say about um, Obi Toppin's night. He, he made me make lots of noises. Um, no, but seriously, it's, it's, that's, that's, if you want to take away a positive tonight, that's the positive you take away. And um, I would be remiss if uh, before we hit the – sorry, Andrew. Um, I would be remiss if before we hit the uh, 30-minute mark, because I've only mentioned him in in passing, um, Alec Burks tonight, let me just read his stat line. Um, Alec Burks was 6 for 11, 4 of 6 from 3, got to the line four times, um, and scored 20 points. And he was minus 4 in a game they lost by uh, 13. I've said on different podcasts – you know, I mean, obviously, Julius Randle's their most important player. He's their best player. R.J. Barrett, he's in a little bit of a slump right now. He had a little bit of a slump in the middle of the season. He had a slump at the beginning of the season. Even with those slumps, R.J. Barrett has been their second best player. I think on the whole, I think Alec Burks has been their third best player this season. And I know quickly has had some amazing games. Um, and quickly has won us some games. But goddamn, um, quickly, I mean, or sorry, uh, Alec Burks just has had just a few moments that have gotten you frustrated. But for the most part, uh, he's, he's, I mean, he's been everything. Like, what more could you want for a one-year $6 million contract? Um, I, I think it is absolutely imperative that they bring him back next season. I feel like we don't pay enough attention to roster continuity and how important roster continuity is in the NBA. Um, uh, Adam um, 2YB says extend that man. It's tricky because they don't, they're not over the cap obviously. So they don't need to extend him using bird rights because it's early bird rights. So the most you'd be able to offer him an extension is I believe seven point seven point. No. 120%. So yeah, $7.2 million. He's earned himself a contract that starts at more than $7.2 million. Now, if Alec Burks is willing to sign for you for a four-year contract with 8% raises starting at $7.2 million, 
you sign him to that and you run to the fax machine to send that contract into wherever the fuck you send it. Um, but he's played himself into a full mid-level, I think, I believe. And I understand that maybe that that's, you know, the full mid-level gets you a lot nowadays in the NBA. Um, I think he's earned it. So, you know, however you want to get that contract extension done, um, I just bring Alec Burks back. Um, it's, it's, he's earned it. And, um, you know, Reggie Bullock, by the way, look, Bullock didn't have a great game. He was four for 10, but four for nine from three. So ultimately you, you 10, 10 shots, 13 points, not great, but you know, Bullock had a nice game too. I wouldn't mind seeing him back either, but, um, okay. I think that's everything I had to say about this game. Um, it was great seeing Porzingis struggle in the first half. That was a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. That was really enjoyable. Um, this game does not – do I have to talk about KP? I really don't want to talk about KP. This game doesn't change my opinion on him one iota. Um, you know, when you have a player like Doncic, your goal every year should be to win the championship. And um, I don't know that uh, Porzingis is a player who's ever going to give you two months straight worth of um, – max player worthy basketball. Um, so I, I, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder what Dallas would do if they had to do over, you know, check the score of the Warriors game. I heard they were, they, uh, the Warriors went on like an 80. Uh, thank you, Jason. M. by the way, I heard the Warriors went on like an 83 to three, one or three run or some shit. Uh, the Warriors score right now is 130 to 77. Holy hell. Um, you know, the only reason I'm upset about that is because um, Toronto, I, I, every, this is the last thing I'll say, and then I'm going to take about 10 minutes worth of questions and then, and then I'll get out of here. Um, every morning for the last like two weeks, I've been checking where the, where the Raptors are in the standings because um they're obviously the 11th seed. And I'm like looking at them. I'm like, okay, so if the Knicks finish the season, with, if the Knicks win like nine more games from here on in, how many games would the Raptors need to win to like catch up to the Knicks? Because they're the team I have my eye on. And I just, I'm refusing to say that they are dead. And, you know, I really want to make the play in. <laughs> I'm a fan. I want to make the play in, especially when, at this point, your your lottery position is really not going to materially change if you whether you make the play in or you finish eleven. And I think it would be really disappointing for them to finish eleventh this season. So I'm I'm keeping an eye on the Raptors. I see that score. I'm not not thrilled with it. Um, but it is what it is. Okay, let's take some. Uh, the Bulls are struggling. Thank you, uh, Andrew Chan. And boy, does that have. Here's the last thing I'm going to say. Um, although I am responding to a comment in the chat, so it's kind of like answering a question. Um. I thank the good Lord, wherever he may be, um, that the Knicks did not make a, um, my God, I'm forgetting his name, Nikola Vucevic type type trade, this trade deadline. Because you don't think that that trade was there for the Knicks if they wanted to? You don't think the Knicks could have done Mitchell Robinson and the Mavs pick? and a future unprotected New York first for Nikola Vucevic this season and to do fucking what? 
what, where does that get you as an organization long term? Um, and I just I think for a, 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 and here here it, look this is Kool Aid Man right this is me drinking the Kool Aid always putting a positive spin on anything. If you're looking for a positive tonight, other than Obi, acknowledge the fact that we're all like we're all frustrated here, and we're frustrated because we just watched a fucking team that couldn't put the ball in the fucking basket because they have so little offensive talent. Let's acknowledge the fact that like this front office is sticking to a plan that actually makes sense to stick to. This was not the season to go out and make the big move to, to make them from the 24th best offense in the league to the whatever 19th best offense in the league. You know, um, the bulls did it because the bulls felt they needed to do it because the bulls were scared shitless about Levine hitting free agency in a year and a half. The Knicks didn't need to make that move. They didn't make that move. I'm thankful they didn't make that move. I know this sucks sitting here tonight watching this team score 86 fucking points. I get that that's frustrating. I'm fr- obviously I'm frustrated, but I'm I'm thankful that we are we are not in a position where Chicago is right now, where they're whatever the hell their record is, and they're like, wait, and you're telling me we don't have a pick this year, and we don't have a pick two years from now. You know, that's, 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 that's not what you want. Um, you know, the one thing I, well, King Bernard 30 says it's going to be years to fix this mess. I don't, I don't agree with that. I, I think for as annoying as tonight was on offense, why was tonight annoying on offense? It was annoying on offense tonight because quickly couldn't hit a shot. RJ Barrett couldn't hit a shot. Randall couldn't hit a shot. Um, Rose is what he is, but like those three guys are all on the like quickly's on the way up. Barrett's on the way up. Toppin, theoretically, still on the way up. Randall had an off game, still has more, you know, more more to go. Um, I think he could still get better. It's just, you know, an off night's an off night. All right. Let me take some questions. Let me get out of here. I don't have a newsletter tonight uh to write, and I uh have some scotch left in my glass. So Charlie Livingston. Little concern with Julius. Seems like uh, against the better teams, he hasn't played as well. Hopefully, not a theme. Um, that's a good comment um, in the in the sense that how do I put this? I think Julius Randle's season has been real. I don't. I don't think that this is fool's gold, but. Julius Randle has played himself into a max contract discussion. Does that mean he's played himself into a max contract? Absolutely not. And this, the rest of this season is going to be very interesting to watch how he plays. The Knicks are only going to be able to offer him so much money this offseason. The max the Knicks can offer him this offseason is, he is absolutely worth because that's only, you know, 26 or $27 million. If he turns that down and moving forward, then you get into some really touchy territory because the worst thing you could do as an NBA franchise is sign a guy to a max or close to a max who isn't a max player. And I think, we definitely do. And again, this is not me disparaging Randall. This is not me saying that Randall isn't an all-star. This is me just acknowledging that in the NBA, for as much as uh, 24 players make the all-star team and 15 players make the all-NBA team, there is a 
chasm of difference between the top 25 or 24 players in the NBA and the top like 10 players in the NBA. And I think absolutely we need to pay attention to where Randall is at um, for the rest of the season and, and obviously next season as well. I'm hoping it's just a little blip. Um, I'm not, I'm not writing him off at all. Um, I'm still really excited about where Randall is. I want Randall to be a Nick for a very long time. Um, but yeah, definitely worth monitoring for sure. Um, let's see. Eddie, G Eddie uh, Dure or Dore? Why didn't make the Knicks? Why didn't the Knicks make a play for George Hill? Um, yeah, I would like to make a play, make a play for George Hill. Um, I think the I forget what exactly the clip the uh, Thunder got back in that trade. Um, I would have liked George Hill. Um, that said, just as a devil's advocate position, I would I would have liked George Hill as a devil's advocate position. If you start Alec Burks as your point guard, it's not that different from starting George Hill. George Hill doesn't do a whole lot different from you as a point guard than Alec Burks is. He's a better point guard, but in terms of like what he does from three and like other shit, like you, I, I just as soon say go with Alec Burks as your starting point guard and then roll with um, Rose quickly. And then uh, Frank or Knox, OB, and and you're big off the bench. Uh, good question, though. Um, what else we got here? Uh, I think we need to bring back Nerlens. This is a comment from Goose. Having Nerlens and Mitch gives us 48 minutes of elite rim protection and huge reason for our defensive success. What kind of contract would you offer him? Three for 33. So I hope this doesn't um, – and then uh, also JG asks, uh, any word on Norvell Pell playing tomorrow? Uh, apparently Norvell Pell is going to be available tomorrow. I don't know whether he's going to play. Very excited about Norvell Pell. I want to see him. I don't want this to to come off as me disparaging what um, Nerlens Noel has done this season. I think Nerlens Noel has been awesome this season. I will talk about Norvell Pell some more. Um, but centers are replaceable, and I love Nerlens. I want Nerlens back, but I want Nerlens back on our terms. Uh, so Stevens Gaume, uh, two for 12 million. Um, that's I'd give. Yeah, sure. That's, that's your New Orleans Noel extension two for 12, maybe two for 14, but two years. Or if he wants three years, it's three for 20 and it's declining. Like that's the extension you give a center. Who's like a very replaceable center. Like you just don't like center is not a position you pay in the NBA right now. And, and um, you, 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 that's just not a smart expenditure of assets. D Ray light last time. I promise. Um, I sorry. I didn't see however many times you put this before. Why does RJ always come up lame against the Mavs ever since he said he wanted to dunk on KP. It's been a wrap for him against them. Look, RJ's a 20 year old kid. Who's who doesn't have an off the dribble game from outside. Um, you know, he's still figuring out his offensive game. Um, he's a crafty, he has to be crafty to score. And I think we're still, we're still a ways away from when we can feel like, okay, RJ is going to have a great game because he, 
struggles sometimes just making shots. He he doesn't have that reliable thing that he could go to. When he had that 12-game stretch where I was coming on here every night and I was saying, oh, my God, we're witnessing the R.J. Barrett leap in real time, I came on here and said that because he was making some tough shots. But they were still tough shots. So um, it's it's unfair of me to come on and be like, the 20-year-old kid has to hit tough shots every night because there's very few 20-year-old kids that could do that. I just think he needs to develop some more reliable stuff that's a fallback for when the sh- tough shots aren't going down. Um, we're getting there. He'll be fine. Don't worry about RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett's going to be, is going to be fine. Um, what else we got here? Forgotten NYC. At what point do you start to wave the warning flags? Not yet. Not, not yet. Um, Jonas Plout. Ever since the Spurs game, our play has taken a step backwards, but because of wins against crappy depleted teams, we were being kept afloat. The next 10 games against real teams will determine our fate. Um, yeah, I mean, they had wins against two. They had wins uh, against – I just noticed Woj's uh, very, very kind tweet. I don't. I forget who Jamal Mosley's agent is. Um, oh, I think Jamal Mosley's CAA. It, Woj doing a solid for CAA with that tweet tonight. Um, but, yes, terrific head coaching audition for Jamal Mosley. Anyway, um, uh, what are our wins? Um, Oklahoma City, Orlando, Washington, Washington, Milwaukee. Yeah, it's a fair comment. Uh, Vivek, what's going on, Vivek? We just have to find a way to score points. Too many scoring runs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, CAA sponsored tweet, yeah. Um, very, very much so. Um, if our upside is a five, six seed and the downside is an eight, 10, why do we ever play? Why do we even play elf? Um, I don't know. I don't think they should be playing elf anymore. Um, Jonas Plout is a big trade more likely this offseason if they finish around 500 or if they completely bottom out. Um, that's a good question. I don't, I mean, it's more likely if they finish 500. Um, how much of a material difference it makes. I'm, I'm not, I'm not so sure about that. Um, good question though. All right. A couple more. Um, RG, the OG, um, R X doesn't have any touch around the basket or in the paint. Couldn't shoot a bank shot to save his life. Um, R X. Do you mean RJ? Is the J next to X? I don't know who he means there. Um, Look at the Clippers' record. A big free agent signing may happen. Zeke Smith, keeping the hope alive. What did I say in my newsletter? A 12% chance? I think that's about right. 12% chance sounds about right for he who I will not name on this on this live stream. Andrew Chen, did you see how emotional Cat um, got when? Um, after the last game? No, I haven't really. But, you know, Cat's on the docket. Uh, D-Ray Light, the four-minute scoring droughts have been happening way too often lately. Yeah, they have. Um, Kirillos Shinuda, who do you want with the last roster spot? Good question. Oh, I haven't talked about Norvell Pell. Um, Norvell. I think Norvell is a guy who is, fits the profile of someone that I'm really excited about. Um, he's a guy who was super talented. He was the number one center in his recruiting class at one time. He was a top 25 recruit. Couldn't, 
uh, go to college because of academic difficulties, bounced around a little bit, never really got a shot. And, but the talent is there. And I think that's step one. Step two is how has he fared when given a chance at this level to display his talent? And I think if you look at the Sixers last year, when Pell, uh, when Norvell Pell got a shot, he was really good. And I, um, I, I may have heard something around the way uh, that the Sixers really wanted to keep him. Um, I will pass that along. The Sixers really wanted to keep him, and it was more of a roster crunch issue than anything. They did not have the luxury of keeping him moving forward. But I think he's an NBA player, and I'm excited to see what he does. Um, I hope he gets a chance. Um, I hope he gets a chance. I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I hope he plays over Taj Gibson because Taj Gibson, again, did yeoman's work tonight. It was awesome. And I feel bad that I'm just mentioning his name for the first time right now. But, um, yeah, I want, I want to see Norvell. I'm excited about Norvell. Uh, who do I want with the last roster spot? Um, God. I'll be honest. There's no one that I'm dying to see. Um, you want, you want to, what's Michael Kidd Gilchrist doing doing right now? Probably nothing. Um, I don't know. There, there's no one that comes to mind. Um, Andrew Claudio. Hi, Andrew Claudio. Heard you talking baseball earlier this week. Do you think the Yankees have enough pitching? What would your ideal lineup be? I'll hang up and listen. Do I think the Yankees have enough pitching? No. What would my ideal lineup be for the Yankees? Oh, he's at, my producer is putting me on the spot and is asking me how many Yankees I could name. Fuck. Judge, my ideal Yankee lineup contains Aaron Judge hitting fourth. Gary Sanchez hitting third. Brett Gardner hitting first, leadoff. Lead off, Brett Gardner. Fuck. I have to know another Yankee. Oh, my God, this is embarrassing. You know what? I think they should play the best players at the other seven spots in the lineup. I think they should just give the guys who have earned it the most. Um, Aaron Hicks, is that a player? Aaron Hicks should play. Um... Uh, anybody else that I forgot? Um, I lost a tiny bit of respect for you because you betrayed the Yankees. That's fair. It should be more than a tiny bit. Um, we have some RJ hate in the chat tonight. I'm just noticing this. Um, you know, yeah, look, I've been, I don't know where to be on RJ. I've been down on RJ. Obviously people, people kill me when I'm down on RJ, but he is only 20. And I don't know how you look at the, the good stuff. It's not, here's the thing about RJ, and this is the last thing I'll say tonight, and then I'm going to head. Oh, Torres, Torres, I should have known him. He's a good player. Um, here's the thing I'll say about RJ, and this is the last thing I'll say tonight. If it was just like one game at a time for RJ, and he has like one good game and then like three bad games or whatever, if you're a guy like RJ who is RJ's size – and you could defend like RJ, which RJ has already shown himself this season at 20 to be a plus NBA defender. Is he their best wing defender? 
I don't know about that. I think Bullock's really good. He's a really he's a good wing defender in the NBA right now at 20. If you could do that, and you could hit threes at I don't know what his percentage for the year is at right now, but he's 40 way over 40 percent uh, since that opening slump. If you could do that, if you could put the ball on the floor at that size, and you could make some high level passes. He's shown all of this. And you could make some tough finishes, which, again, he's shown. I'm sorry. I can't kill the guy after a three-game slump like this. Like, he's 20. He's entitled to have three-game slumps after he had 12 games where he was playing like an an, all, an all-star. So, um you know, I know people are frustrated with RJ, and you're talking to the guy who was probably more frustrated with RJ than any any Knicks content producer um, for for a lot early this season. I'm not about to get down on RJ right now. He's having a rough stretch. He'll be fine. Okay, um, I'm 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 cool with with where RJ is at. Um, would I trade Jalen or Randall for Jalen Brown? Yes. Um, sorry, Julius, but yes, uh, I think Jalen Brown's really good. Um, okay. I think that's it. Um, Boston lasts at that trade. Yeah, they do. Um, they're not giving up Jalen. And, 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 and let me just say for, for argument's sake, do I think that there's a, a chance that a Julius Randall is a better player than Jul- than Jalen Brown over the next three years or four years? Sure. Uh, Jalen Brown's a lot younger. And he's uh, locked up on a on a pretty good deal for the next three years, whereas uh, Julius is entering some some contract uncertainty, which um, you know, as I spoke about before, might might rear its ugly head. Um, thank you for tuning in tonight. Thank you, Andrew, for reminding me to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Uh, I would have reminded, I would have said this, but I would have forgot this. Tune in tomorrow to um, Locker Room, which you cannot tune into. But you can download the app. The Locker Room app looks like a dirty sock. It's a dirty white – It's a no, it's, well, it might not be a dirty sock. It's a white sock and a red background. So if you download the Locker Room app, you can come tomorrow at 11 a.m. and chat with me about um, whatever the fuck you want. And we'll call you up on the stage. And you could talk about Yankee lineups. Uh, you could talk about whatever you want. Um, come do that. That helps us out. Uh, thank you, everybody, again tonight for helping us out, for coming, contributing, and being a part of this after a frustrating loss. Uh, Macri, can you tweet that out? Yeah, uh, we'll, we tweet out the um, locker room thing in the morning. Um, uh, Andrew will do that, and I'll, I'll make sure I retweet that and the whole thing. Talk about Peyton. I'm not talking about Peyton. <laughs> what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say about Alfred Peyton? He sucks, and I'm happy he only played 13 minutes tonight. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully Tibbs has found religion. That's that's the only thing I'm gonna say about Alfred Peyton. Um, no, last thing I'll say, other than thank you to everybody, is just uh, you know sometimes you got to acknowledge the emotions of uh, of this game and the sport. Um. And being a fan, and uh, I could sit here and as I did to start tonight, I could, I could say 
all the reasons why it's 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 not a loss that makes me angry and all that, but it just sucks and uh, it sucks. Just it just sucks. Um, and I hope I hope we can get a win tomorrow. Let's win tomorrow. That's where we're at. Uh, I'll see everybody after the game. Adios. 